Contract Properties is a homegrown, family-owned maintenance company located in Nashville. They provide HVAC, electrical, plumbing, painting, and many other services for commercial and residential properties. From build-outs to junk removal, one call does it all. Whether you're a homeowner or a property manager, give Contract Properties a call today for a free estimate. 615-356-0755. That's 615-356-0755. Or visit contractproperties.net. From 104.5 The Zone, this is the Midday 180. Delivered by Edley's Barbecue. With Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Midday 180, delivered by Edley's Barbecue. We are live from Toy Field at Nissan Stadium. Chad, we have uh, News 2 here wanting to do an interview. You should grab the bull by the horns and go over there and do that. You're our TV guy. You know I can't. Uh... I love how it's the one member of the show with no television affiliation. <laughs> But well, no, television no television affiliation. Paul has no television affiliation out of choice. Yeah. He doesn't want one. I have no television affiliation because no one ever invites me to do anything with a television show locally. Uh, but Hutton is uh, my with, with News Channel to, 5. My loyalty is to Rory I'll, Johnston. I'll say it for you. I've right. talked bad about every TV station. <laughs> this guy just doesn't know it. Yeah. No harm, no foul, right? Right. Oh, he's leaving. <laughs> Couldn't wait We're not him. leaving. <laughs> We like are I not said, leaving. Oh, you're with New Show Five. We were just Screw off. You, sir. We were just off for seven minutes, and he came over and he said, "You guys got a break anytime soon?" We're like, "Yeah, in ten minutes we'll be at break again." Uh, hey, so <laughs> he took off. yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't blame him. Guys got places to be. Oh yeah. Um, there's old people stories to be done. Well, I mean, there's money to be made. That's for sure. Printing, printing cash in the uh, TV news. Hey, so um, coming up in 15 minutes, Paul laughs and makes jokes, but, I mean, they, they're straight bathing in cash. Huh? Um, Madam Musil sells. <laughs> it does. Hey, it pays well. Old people money spends the same way. Television Paul. pays well, too. Um, so, the, <laughs> Kirby's laughing. Don't ask. Uh, we have a very special edition of The Truth According to Kirby Ooh. in 10 minutes. It's a Christmas edition. Oh, oh, oh. Christmas edition. And it's so special that Rhett Bryan will be joining us here in 10 minutes. Um, because after The Truth According to Kirby, we have a Christmas gift um, where Rhett and I, we were chatting about uh, Titans and Jags for Titans Radio and, and Titans Countdown this Sunday in Jacksonville. And we ended up staying on the phone for an hour and a half. Wow. So much so, we were laughing so much that we got Coach Mack involved on the conference call. And we were laughing so much that Claire came up and closed the door so she could go to bed. <laughs> She was watching uh, she wants Kardashians. What was she watching? Vanderpump. Uh, Bravo. Whatever's on Bravo. So I have a show for you and Claire, especially for Claire, on Netflix. Selling Sunset. It's from the creator of Laguna Beach and We've the Hills. We've talked about this before. It's the same oh, type of vibe on the show, and it's all about high-priced real estate agents in the Hollywood Hills. It is terrific. Okay. You'd love it. I'll give it a shot. Same exact. I was watching. This looks a lot like the hills in Laguna so Beach. So, Lauren Conrad, and real I, estate I agent I Googled now. it, basically. I Googled <laughs> it, and it's the same exact guy that's behind all of it, that did all those shows for MTV back in the day. Red, his, Red is here. Again, a very special truth, according to Kirby, at 11.15. So, Coach Mack, if you're listening, two thumbs up. That's coming up. And uh, a, a lot of people have 
have, know what, where we're headed with this. A lot of people are talking um, about this. Yes, be, be listening at 11.15. Paul, uh, the, the Titans back at practice tomorrow. We know the roster moves with Darrington Evans being now uh, added to the active roster. Doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play this week. He could be inactive. If you don't know the moves, keep listening. We'll update yeah, you every on the hour. Moves. Um, but Darrington Evans, he's on the active roster now. That's a good sign. Um, they're carrying five on game day, but in looking at the, uh, the, the participation part, uh, chart this week, Dante Foreman had just three snaps on special teams. That was it. Yeah. I, I don't know what you do there because Foreman is Henry like, but, uh, it seems they're less. Um, They're not playing him. Yeah, though this game was different because you, you weren't uh, running a, a lot and, and Henry was out of the mix. Um, so, you know, if you're looking to run Henry a lot, and I think in Jacksonville you would be, and you want to continue with that yeah. heavy running style and you need to give him three snaps off somewhere, you'd probably like to keep it going with, with Foreman for three or five or six somewhere. Um <clears throat> And I think McNichols, outside of the one missed blitz pickup, has done very well with his role. Yeah. That's the Evans spot. So the question is, do you have or confidence in, in Evans picking up? Yeah, and that might be the way to get him on is, is to return and get rid of Raymond. Um, they're, they're doing nothing. And, and it's not all on the returners' No, fault. not at all. It's they're doing nothing, nothing. To, to help in that area. Nothing. It's a big zero. And, and teams lately have been... Uh, kicking it to uh, inside the field yeah, they of play want, to make right. them return. They want to return. Because they want to tackle them at the 19 or, you know, sometimes <laughs> yeah. at the 26. That's but, how bad it is. Um, yeah. So I don't know how you sort out the running back deal at this point. I think that they judge Perry to be uh, one of the special team core guys now, don't you? I didn't look no, specifically at his him. snaps. That's what he was in Buffalo. Yeah. So if you yeah, want, I think he had 12 to 14 snaps, all special teams. I mean, you've got to make a move here. If, if you're putting Evans in, you're taking Perry or, or I mean, you're taking, sorry, you're taking McNichols or Foreman out. Yeah. And I think a big question there is how much can you trust Evans to pass protect? And you haven't had a chance to see him do it. Yeah, that, that's huge. And so you're going to get, you're going to risk getting Tannehill uh, hurt. If you don't have full confidence in Evans pass protecting, there's a little bit of concern there for me. I, I, I think McNichols played over 30 snaps in this game total, offensive snaps. And that's a lot. So, I mean, I think they had 74 snaps on Sunday. He played over 30 snaps of those. Um, you know, some of those passing situations, of course. But to Paul's point, I mean, pass protection is a, a, a big key in, in why he's in there and what he's asked to do on those third down plays. 615-737-1045, our number. I just saw Catfish Jake. Where did he go? Okay, he's grabbing he, more yeah, toys. He went to get more toys. Uh, quick note, this from Todd Fitch's press conference, Vanderbilt interim head coach. Are they talking earlier about numbers with uh, Chris Lee and a lack of numbers. His quote about the game this week, we feel like we can put a team out there on Saturday. Oh, hooray. Exactly what he said last week. And they canceled on Friday against Georgia. Just keep that in mind. He said something very similar. We feel like we can travel and put a team now, out there. Who is Ole Miss, or excuse me, who's Texas A&M playing this week that Austin was pointing to? Was it Ole Miss? Ole Miss canceled. The Ole Miss, because of COVID-19, canceled. So they could flip again. Yeah, so it may not matter what 
happens at Vandy, it could be Tennessee, Texas A&M by the close of business I, I, today. I think they have to do that today, though. Yeah, very, but yeah. we would know by the end of today soon. what's going to happen. Yes. Um, Adam Sparks also tweets, Todd Fitch said, there are no contingency plans about moving players to new positions against Tennessee with such low numbers. It'll be more about featuring package we have players to run. For example, a 3-4 defense may be hard to run with one outside linebacker. So Vandy's going to need to run a 4-3. Go from a 3-4 to a 4-3 if they oh. play the game this Saturday. Brutal. That is not good. But the SEC, I won't say bail them out, because the SEC would flip it in order to get Texas A&M playing Saturday. And they could They're, flip Tennessee's game with Texas A&M up to one uh, up to this week. I don't. I just don't see the Tennessee Vandy game happening yeah. this year at all. I don't think it happens on December nineteenth. I don't think it happens this weekend either because they flip flop. So you think, or because Vandy has to again hypothetical move the game to another week. But it's not going to happen if Tennessee Vandy doesn't happen. Then what we're going to see is Tennessee Texas A&M. And then we won't see Tennessee again until the bowl game, or they would find an opponent on the nineteenth. For Tennessee. That's that's a good question. I don't know. And also, you're going to have... i got to have Vandy, Tennessee. Well, this is the chance for Tennessee to end the six-game losing streak. Right. They're going to go... They're going to have right. the longest losing streak in program history if they don't play Vandy this Saturday. Not to say that it's a definite they beat Vandy, but it should be a definite that they beat Vandy. But if right. they don't, this is this is their opportunity to end the losing streak. Red Bryan is Not walking against in. It is time when we return for the truth according to Kirby. On the Midday 180, delivered by Edley's Barbecue, 104.5 The Zone. Some Midday 180 season ticket holders, Catfish Jake and Toby Stanifer, for swinging by and dropping off toys here for Toy Field at Nissan Stadium. Huge thank you to everyone so far that has uh, stopped by. Chad, we're at the 50. We are at the 50. Let's make a push. Let's get to the red zone. We are driving. It is time to give the ball to Derrick Henry. Get about seven yards of carry. Let's close this Let's thing out this. strong. Let's do this. The bell is very loose. You, loose like broken? It has a Frozen. Looseness to it. See, the, the button doesn't pop back up. Yeah. Kirby, the bell needs some work. We're going to need this bell to work properly for the truth according to Kirby. It's a very special edition. Rhett Bryan is here. Uh, it's a holiday edition of the truth according to Kirby, both with today's truth and then the special presentation that's uh, just around the corner. Coach Mack just sent me uh, <laughs> a just, bitmoji. Hold on. Paul just... You just shove him away? You just shoot him away. <laughs> Kirby was standing about... Well, he was going to ring the bell in range of the microphone. And, and Paul just, without saying a word, just gave him the gesture to <laughs> get away, away from like the hell. And Kirby just Eccles, got out of the Eccles. way. It wasn't as bad as Eccles. Oh, no, Eccles was not silent. That was it. <laughs> Eccles! And this move. was just a silent, please, move away. Albanese, it is time for the truth, according to Kirby. And now, it's time for Nashville's most honest game show. It's the truth, according to Kirby. I'm a little nervous. Two of these statements are lies. You're nervous? The truth, uh, maybe. U.S. Olympics 1980, the game was televised four days after the event. And here's your host, Bob Barker's nephew himself, according to Kirby. That's not true! It's John Hutton. You can't handle the truth. This game is starting to get... 
no Kirby meant tis the season, but he wrote this the season. This the season. This the season. That's a new. That's the new one. He's looking at me like he's like. It's this. It's the, yeah, I, I know. The way I know the it's, kids are. I know it's tis this the season. Tis the season. To be married. Christmas 1970, and sitting under the tree was a shiny new metallic green Huffy Stingray, complete with racing slick tires, banana seat, and sissy bar. It was all that a young Kirby could dream of. We don't say sissy bar anymore. Well, that's, I mean, in 70, that's, it was written on there, probably. One hour later, it was all that nightmares were made of. What occurred on that cold Christmas day to spoil the dreams of the wishes granted? Kirby wrecked his new bike and was on his way to the emergency room. Again. Kirby watched in horror as his new bike was run over by his tipsy uncle trying to park his new Continental. (laughs) Kirby was held so the neighbor kid could beat him up for refusing his request to ride the new bike. What happened on this faithful Christmas day oh, with the new the, yeah. puffy bike? What happened to young Kirby, Alan Kirby? Uh, Was this pre-cigarette or post-cigarette well, How age? old are you in 1970? 1970, I would have been seven years old. Oh, you were smoking. Oh, he was smoking. You were smoking. No. <laughs> he, he wasn't yet smoking, but he was pining. Oh, I'll be smoking. He was pining for it. <laughs> Chewing, but not smoking yet. I mean, I immediately He thought, had the looks of a young smoker. <laughs> I immediately thought, as you're as you're describing the bike so yeah. beautifully, I thought this sucker's getting wrecked in an hour before you even got to what happened <laughs> to end the dream. Okay, so wrecked is too easy. It's it's just too easy in this story. So I I'm immediately <clears throat> and Chad, you're allowed to have wrecked as your option, but run over by a tipsy uncle. Now this is obviously early in the morning, correct, Kirby? I mean you're you're a, no, it uh, it was. We waited for the sun to come up, so it would have been around lunch. The sun comes up around lunch? I mean, I, we, that's when we would have been outside. And, you know, it is adventure out. It is the armpit of Ohio. Well, I mean, it's just, <laughs> keep in mind, this is Chernobyl. The sky, the sky doesn't really clear at all. The sun, the sun hasn't technically come up on Kirby's hometown in years. That's right. I mean, I'm picturing this. They're up at 7. The bike's out at 8. Basically, when we went to war in World War II, the sun went down on Kirby's hometown and never, <laughs> never rose again. again. Kind of like Youngstown. All right. Um, I'm just trying to think, you know, what time is the Uncle Tipsy and parking his new continent? I mean, again, think of Kirby's family in his hometown. Yeah. 7 a.m.? <laughs> he could be tipsy from the night before. Yes. Or held and beaten up by a neighborhood kid who wanted to ride. I mean, these are both great options. Chad, your input, please. Oh, I'm, I've got a very clear answer on this. Yeah, tipsy uncle, tipsy uncle with the new continent. The Kirby family, I could see totally either morning, lunch, late afternoon, whatever time. You've this got bike them as was a saucy over. family. Yes, very saucy. I mean, I just want to compliment. Hell, Kirby smoking at six years old, <laughs> a year before this happens. So. I want to compliment. It was eleven I, I, before I ring the bell. I, I just want to compliment the options because uh, the wrecking the bike, I immediately pictured. That right. I pictured him driving it over like some cliff into a pit, um, and the handlebars being all mangled. Uh, run over by a tipsy uncle parking New Continental is brilliant, and and the writing of uh, held and beaten up by a neighborhood tough. Uh, I I also love. I I just love all the options here, um, but I am going the same direction that Chad is. I think he's run over by a, a tipsy uncle. 
Though I don't understand why the bike is left anywhere an hour into its existence. You get a Christmas present of that level, you should be tending to it. Kirby, today's Christmas truth, please. Our neighbor asked me if he could ride my brand-new bicycle, and I had just been told by my dad, don't let me look out there and see some other kid on that bike until you've at least scratched it. And I'm not kidding. So the kid goes home crying to his older brother. His oh. older brother comes over, grabs me, and lets his younger brother just start pounding on me. All because I had said, I can't let you ride my bike until my neighbor saw what was going on. And he came out and kicked both of their butts back to their house. He was older than the other guy was. But, yes, I, I was held and beat up because I would not want let one little Ricky Sisk, a future convicted felon. Um, Ricky Sisk? Sisk. Just pick anyone on the block. And so his brother, Tim, held me. Oh, Timmy Fisk. Timmy Sisk. Oh, Sisk. So that Rick could pound on me. What kind of beating did you take? I don't know. He hit me four or five times. Bloodied my nose. Wow. And then John Hildreth across the street. Oh, he meant business. Emotional scars? None. No. But uh, so John, after he after he you. you know hit you a few times, did he take take off on the bike? Oh, he never got out of the yard. John kicked his butt and then kicked his brother's butt for Good. holding me. How, How many hours later? Neighbor? How many hours later did you let him ride the bike? They never rode the bike. So this was your other neighbor that came in and started. The, the guy across the street, he was the older kid that was cool. Started like, throwing people. Well, you name? had a bike if you needed you know, your oil, your, your sure. cane oil or whatever. John would like, uh, uh, let me adjust that for you. That seat's too low. Let me raise that for you. John what? what John Hildreth. Hildreth. And he was a so really good guy. Hildreth versus he, the Sisk. He, he was a good Samaritan. Not a future convicted fellow. His mother had watched us little when we were getting home from school until our parole folks were there. But he was a really good guy. <laughs> I'm looking at Kirby, trying to I'm find something complimentary. But we don't have time. We've got to get to the song. Well, hang on a second. I, I'm, I'm guessing that John Hildreth is the guy that gave you your first cigarette. <laughs> no, that would have been my uncle. Yeah. <laughs> That's the uncle that drove <laughs> the tipsy now, uncle. Was there a story where your uncle, tipsy uncle, drove over something that what, you cared deeply about? What was your first cigarette? What brand? And, and was it hand Virginia rolled? Virginia Slim. Or Chesterfield? It was a non-filtered camel. I wish I understood the filtered and the non-filtered. Well, in the old days, they didn't. You put will whenever we on. do the cigarette challenge. <laughs> there were no there were no filters back in the day, right? And it wasn't until it was, it was probably in the forties or fifties they started adding filters to them. This was big tobacco. Those answers to make have them that, healthy. Yeah. They used right, to have that right, little right. fake filter that you would put the cigarette in, like cigarette holder. It was, it was a filter, so you didn't get tobacco on your lip. But did, it's just it's just it's a cigarette. Did your drunk uncle ruin something with his Continental? No, he was always the life of the damn party. I mean, you always wanted Uncle Well, Frank life of the party is the mean, kind of guy was... that would drive over a key toy in the driveway. Well, nah. The filtered cigarette is the slow train to black lung. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to the express. Bingo. So, Kirby, congratulations. 15 seconds of praise, please, for Paul uh, to Kirby. Well, you know, much as there's been a softening of Paul during the life of the show, I think there's been a, a willingness to change from Kirby. Uh, earlier I mocked him for pointing the heater at the nine squares, and I looked up, and the heater was then aimed at us. And I didn't see Kirby move it, but I don't. There's nobody else here that has the aspirational no one else was to help motives to, to, to help me. And so Kirby, I think, actually moved the damn heater. And he that's an admission of Kirby being wrong. And Kirby's grown. And I commend you on your growth. Kirby, 
congratulations on the win today. We will all win. Boy, because Rhett, Rhett Bryan huh? is here. Rhett, uh, you, you've heard my description of what happened last night where we were calling. We were chatting about Jacksonville, yep. and it turned into chatting about Kirby and Paul and Chad and show. Yep. And um, we were trying to come up with something we could do to commemorate Toy Field 2020. Yep. So it started that I was going to do some one-man act, Ebenezer Scrooge, Charles Dickens thing, describing toys that people had dropped off. Yeah. So you know, like like he was reading the menu <laughs> like at Barrel Boy and Banker right. Pub, right? right. Or at Bed Bath and Beyond, as Coach much Matt better it. British accent than what we heard from Kirby oh, in yeah. Atlanta. And then it morphed into tape. something a little more top-notch. It did. And it, Paul and Chad have not heard this. In Hutton fact, over here was listening to it earlier, I laughing was, uh, I, I listened to I listened to the final version because I, I sent Rhett the script last night in what we call the truth before Christmas. Hello, Governor. Ah, humbug. Shut up, Ebenezer. We're helping the Salvation Army and the Forgotten Angels. So wherever you are, come to Nissan <laughs> Stadium Gate 1. Meet Midday 180 and have some fun. But before you arrive, bring new toys unwrapped, but still sealed. We need your help to fill up this toy field. <clears throat> and now, twas the truth before Christmas. Twas the truth before Christmas and all through Kirby's house. The roof had been repaired so he could hear the mouse. The microphones were hung by the chimney with care. None of them were on when Midday 180 went live on the air. <laughs> Kirby was nestled all snug in his bed. Visions of truth danced in his head. In his COVID kerchief and his faded zone cap, he'd just finished taking a long winter's crap. <laughs> when on the baseball diamond there arose such a clatter, he headed for 435, for he was the batter. <laughs> Away to the zoo, he flew like a flash, reached down the throat to save that giraffe. <laughs> he rode on a bus, sitting next to a hoe, told the story on midday. Mother-in-law didn't know. He's <laughs> wondering I should appear, but a carton of smokes and some Pepsi, oh dear. With a little old driver so lively and quick, his stroke was better than Faldo, better than Sir Nick. More vivid than ever, the memories came, and he whistled and shouted, called them by name. Now Hutton, now Chad, now PK and Reed. The truth, according to Kirby, is all you guys need. To the top of the school, repel from the wall. Now paint away, paint away, paint away all. His eyes, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses, like a cigarette's cherry. The feds at the door, wanted for double murder. His story ironclad, like the steel of a girder. Another cigarette, he must have had fitty. And the smoke encircled his head like the smog of a city. He awoke late and rushed to 180's work. He waved goodbye to the neighbor, camped out in his yurt. He sprang to the sprinter and gave a coach Mac whistle. And away they flew, just like a piss missile. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight, Happy Christmas to all! Look at my trilobite! <laughs> Merry Christmas to Kirby, Alan Kirby, the truth.
before Christmas. Kirby, I'll send you a copy of that. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to need to hear that again before wow. the, at the end of the show. I'll I buy think. the single. <laughs> <laughs> KTEL Records presents. Put that bad boy on Apple Music. I'm buying it. Yeah, that's $3.99? No problem. There's a surprise around every corner in that one. Yeah, if you're a season ticket holder, you know every inside joke there. Fall asleep to that thing on repeat on Christmas Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific work by Rep. Fantastic. That's my new alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a ringtone also. Yeah. Well done, well he done. Oh, Rep. Terrific next job. to a hoe. <laughs> oh, Mother-in-law didn't know. Uh, I love the yurt reference yeah, also. Yeah, that was great. Everything yeah, we worked great. in the yurt. That was a late addition well, to the The, the trolobite, the trolobite. Big thick, finish. The big finish for the trolobite. <laughs> really about so a big finish. About, about halfway through writing this, Rhett on the phone was like, hey, we're going to mention happy Christmas to all. Look at my trolobite at the end. <laughs> So we wrote to that You're moment building last up night. To the big yeah. moment. Yes, yes. What a what a writer session. I really hope that there's a Super Bowl trip this year, just so we can <laughs> add to that song next year with our time with Kirby. <laughs> so so good. <laughs> the truth before Christmas. I got to hear it again. <laughs> I think the, the, my I mean, favorite we, line though is. A cigarette. He must have had fitting. Fitting. And the smoking circle his head like the smog of a city. I think at least to honor that song and the greatness of it and the greatness of Toy Field, we need to play it at least two more times <laughs> before the end of our show. We, we need will. to, we need to we finish the, the show, show with, with it. it. Yeah, absolutely. And maybe maybe one more time. Maybe we play it for John. If you, were, if you were on the fence of coming to Toy Field and that doesn't draw you here. <laughs> the GTA Like a beacon. <laughs> and yeah. If somehow. We don't want your toy. They're really disappointed. And if somehow you've missed it, I'm sure that uh, you guys will podcast it oh, later. So yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. If you didn't like that yeah. song, we don't want your toys. Yeah. Yeah. We don't wow. need your toys here. I mean, you're going to take that and play that for your husband or your wife, your spouse. <laughs> Your children who will look at you quizzically. <laughs> it, it's it's family fun. Daddy, for what's a hoe? <laughs> I, I'm Kirby was sitting garden. next it's to a garden tool. I'm, I'm unfamiliar with the yurt. Kirby, so we haven't heard the full story of your mother in law. Uh, Please, sir, may I have some more? <laughs> so she was listening to the she, show randomly. This no, was no, not planned. Well, she does listen to the show. She's a big fan of the station what's her and name? the show. Carolyn Jarrett. Carolyn Jarrett, how she are you? She is. The re retired but music director forever. Uh, she's one church. of those women that, that's a saint at the local. Oh, church. so she was right. she was driving home from church. So no, she had been over working at the church, <laughs> getting their stuff ready for the Sunday service. And Kirby's telling the story of a prostitute. No, no, no. She walks out and gets she's into playing, her She's playing car. a liar. <laughs> she gets into her car and she hears the closing where you're wrapping it up and you're retelling the yeah, story. I'm, I'm, and then you. Throw out Christmas or Thanksgiving wishes to Laura and I. Right. And uh, she couldn't wait to tell Laura that you had talked, you had mentioned her name on the air. And she said, yeah, he was, they were telling a story about him coming back from Ohio at Christmas or Thanksgiving on a bus with a prostitute. <laughs> and, of course, I'm just innocently walking through the house when Laura says, you heard that? And, I mean, I. You knew exactly. Just, of her voice, I'm like, I turn around and she goes. Mom was listening. Mom was listening today. Shame. And I'm like, oh, dear heaven. Shame. Of all days. We're here for an Shame. hour. If you want to make this hour fly by, you know how we can do it. Can so, we please get the mother-in-law to call into the her, show? Her, her, question, oh. her question for me during Thanksgiving 
was why haven't we heard of all the stories we hear at Thanksgiving? We've never heard the story about well, you and the prostitute on the bus. Well, it took us nearly ten years of doing the show with Before you to hear you that brought story. That well, he's got to say something. He knows it until his you know. said Thanksgiving, and then he, I'm like, well, there's 1981. Can I tell that on the air? I do believe that Kirby knows that his usefulness to us could could really wrap up quickly if he doesn't save. <laughs> it doesn't come up with the next save one. some material, but he's making all of this up so. He just needs to continue to make up good stories to remain useful. Otherwise, he'll be replaced. I believe Coach Mack is on the line. Ah. Mack, your thoughts on the truth before Christmas? Uh, Charles Dickens is no more a gift for anybody that celebrates Christmas. It's <laughs> truly, it's truly the truth Christmas, according to Kirby. Rhett Ryan, <laughs> uh, that was that is fantastic. I thought we would never top what you did when we were at Bed Bath & Beyond in London. <laughs> boy and banker. Dick LeBeau is going to be reading that to his grandchildren <laughs> Yes, on Christmas this Eve. Was, this was absolutely <laughs> fabulous. I mean, I, look, and I had heard it last night because I, I get some small writing credits on that. I yes. Some residual, I expect residuals from this. <laughs> of course. But to, to me, that was so outstanding. And Kirby, it's not Christmas until we have the truth according to Kirby, and now this will go down in radio history for 104.5 The Zone as one of the greatest things ever for the toy field and also for everybody to celebrate a beautiful Christmas. Outstanding work, boys. That's high praise from Dave McGuinness, who knows all of, the, all of the big hits. Where else are you getting that, by the way? Where else are you getting that other than right here on the Midday 180 with Kirby in the mind of Rhett Bryant? I know places you're not. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad yeah. thing. I'm just saying you're not getting it anywhere else. I know places where you're not. Mac, uh, thank you for staying up late with us to write this last night. Well, it was all worth it. And, again, I'll be looking in the mailbox for the residual. Thanks. See oh, they're going to be you. While looking at film and 11 personnel, <laughs> Coach Mac was busy laughing, laughing like hell. <laughs> Dave McGinnis oh, uh, is our guest. He what approved. a collaboration. Philip Noel chimes in, says he was laughing so hard he was crying listening to the, to the radio. <laughs> Much there. like he was at St. Elmo's. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. kind of tears. Yes. Yes. Kirby, uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Thank you, as always, for the fantastic truths that you bring to the show. Well, you're welcome, and thank you, and Merry Christmas to you and all of our listeners. I love yeah, it absolutely. how we're making it like uh, we're going off the air for a long Christmas All right, Christmas everyone, break. have a great yeah. holiday. We'll see you <laughs> on trying, January 2nd. I was trying to have a very genuine <laughs> genuine moment with Kirby Allen Kirby there. He's provided so much great, uh, you know, uh, great content to the show. Wrapping it up. Our work here is done. <laughs> yeah. Great That's job, right. everyone. That's right. We Excellent are hustle. collecting toys Talk here to at Nissan Stadium. You can drop off your toy, your gift. Brett, what do you think? When you So are we about where we normally are, or a little bit past where we normally are at 11.42 a.m. on Toy Field Day? I'd say it's very comparable to where yeah, it was last year. I, I well, agree. they've created a curvature. COVID's not shutting us down. There's a curvature. No. Usually we go more in a straight line, and, and this year they've uh, the train promoted the curvature on the one end, and now they've mirrored the curvature on the other end. So... Um, yeah, they're making the uh, toy field aesthetically pleasing yes, to those yeah. dropping off new, unwrapped, sealed toys. And don't forget sealed the elderly. Toys. Are we still doing the elderly? We are, yeah. We always forget yes, the elderly. The Forgotten Angels, right. The Forgotten Angels program with the Salvation Army. All of these toys will be under a child's. 
Christmas tree uh, on Christmas morning for, for those less fortunate. You can drop off those toys here at Nissan Stadium. Gate 1 is where we're located, the East Concourse. Um, so it's the interstate side. That's how I describe it. The interstate side or the city view side. We're on yeah, the interstate away from side. The right, beside, right in front of uh, Lot C. And you can pull up curbside. You don't have to come in. You can come in and say hello. We'd love for it to come in and say hello. You can come in and, and see it's Kirby Allen Kirby in if the flesh. If you give that secret honk, we'll send Kirby out to unload. The if that's what it takes. That gives the secret honk, that's we right. will send Kirby out. Midday 180, delivered by Edley's Barbecue on 104.5 The Zone. A huge thank you to Rhett Bryan from Titans Radio, the voice of Lene Kakua in the Country Music Game of the Week, which, I don't know, it's it's retired. Um, maybe we see a reunion tour at some point. Maybe. He tops himself pretty consistently. It's very right. impressive. Very, very impressive. 615-737-1045, our number. Let's go to the phones, and we go to Bob in Smyrna. Hey, Bob. Hey, guys. Um, I just want to say thank you for remembering the seniors in your toy drive. I know the kids need toys, but last year I was a recipient of a comforter from the drive, and yeah. I'm telling you, the seniors need help, too. And I appreciate y'all mentioning them, too. Bob, thank you so much, man. Thank you for calling in. Uh, we hope you and yours are doing well this holiday season. Uh, and that's that's what this is all about, giving back to our community for those that, that, that are in need this time of year. And I think, you know, we'll, we'll have many more who could use an extra comforter, uh, a sweater, an unwrapped gift uh, for, for seniors. Um, you know, and, and, of course, for the kids, for, you know, the parents who are battling or out of work or just can't make ends meet right now. Now's the time when, when those of us, like, like the three of us, are lucky enough to have a job and give back to those less fortunate this holiday season. Thank you for, the, for, for calling in. It's totally unnecessary for you to call in and thank us. Thank you for, for listening to the show, and um, we hope that everything's going well. Yeah, it's great to hear someone that was directly impacted yeah. by what's going on here today. So that's where your donations are going, and uh, it's very cool to hear that. By the way, uh, we're getting a lot of people responding to the song. Oh, rave, Kirby rave, gave rave. the name of his mother-in-law. Multiple people said that she was their piano teacher at Overton High School. He's wow. nodding and thumbs up. He's confirming. That is a truth, according to Kirby, that is confirmed. Both Carmen and uh, UW on Twitter says, Small World, Carolyn Jarrett was my piano teacher at Overton. Sweet lady. I wonder if any of these people turned her, those piano Her son-in-law skills. sat next to a hoe. Into, into uh, instrumentation that was able to be part of the Overton band. Maybe. I, you know, I'm a big fan of the band. You love marching I bands. I love marching bands. It's my favorite. Noted marching band fan. Noted fan of pageantry. Paul yeah, oh, marching bands. Kirby, after, um, after the fight or the, after you were bullied for the, the, the bike. Beaten. Beaten to a pulp, bloody nose and all. I have the feeling either your your grandfather, your uncle, it, there's someone there that would have told you, you know what, you're going back out there. We're we're gonna have a showdown. We're gonna we're have the showdown. The OK Corral. A couple of times that happened. That did you day, get, did you end up getting the best of him after 
after you were held down and beaten to a pulp, I, I would hope that there is a, a time in that the history of, of your childhood where there was a comeuppance. The Kirby's against the Sisks. Right. The Sisks were no more. They had there Bills was, and McCoys. There was no comeuppance that day. It was Christmas, and I was told to get in the house. Right. But now they also witnessed the fact that John Hildreth had basically dusted both of them. One of them being about this big. John Hildreth sounds like someone from Dude, Hatfield and McCoy's. Let's get that guy I, on I, the That line. guy, I mean, I wish I could talk to him. I, I have no idea where he is in the world. Let's but talk he to was, Sisk from he prison. He was like a, a guardian angel over my cousin and a couple of other kids in that area where right. no one was going to mess with little us mm-hmm. while he was around. But so um, no, there, uh, eventually there was a comeuppance. Now, Tim was uh, two or three years older than I was, but Ricky... He he learned his lesson Ricky on a, had a couple mullet, of occasions. No, it, that was long before the mullet. It was probably greased up and he definitely later had a rap sheet. Oh, he definitely had a rap sheet with a rat tail. Both of them guys have rap sheets, but uh, now the odd thing was their dad, who was a hard ass guy. What was, was his name? Jethro. I cannot remember for the life of me, but he was a really nice guy. Oh, but really? Yeah, but Tim sons? was a future criminal. I mean, he was just criminal. He was evil. Rick was just running along to the guidance of his brother. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, he and I squared off a couple of different times. John Hildreth sounds like a senator in Ohio. No, it, yeah, or it really. A, either that or a guy who invented some sort of rifle. I have no idea. <laughs> I Hildreth. really don't. After we, you know, they moved. 38 And I moved from Chatfield, so I really had no idea what had whatever become of them. But it's funny that you mentioned that because years later, with a uh, Schwinn Continental 10-speed, um, <laughs> The upgrade. We had. The man uh, remembers his Christmas oh, gifts. One of my, one of my, well, that was a birthday present. But my sister, <laughs> one of her friends, and was a girl. Anyway, her older sister was in my class, and she had two freaky, kind of odd, you might use the Q word, b- twin brothers okay. who were nothing but trouble. <laughs> Very and odd. So they, they, they were little, but they were like seventh or eighth grade when I was in the fifth grade. They cornered me out on my front porch. And, uh, were telling me what they were going to do, and were threatening me. Come on down, and we're we're going to beat you up. And, Put a pop knot on that head. And literally, yeah. come on down here. Like something out of a movie. My come dad, my dad pulls up and parks in front of the house, and they're they're oblivious. They've got their back to the street, and they're just ag- you know, come on, mm-hmm. come on. And dad stands there and watches it for a few minutes, and then walks up and grabs one of them by the shoulder and goes, "How about one at a time?" He goes, "Kick his ass," <laughs> and I did. <laughs> And then when the one was crying, and these guys are three the years older than me. The other one was thrown into the pit with you, And dad you too. goes, oh, no, you're not going anywhere. Now it's your turn. And I teed off on both of those fellows, and they never even came on our block again. So much again. violence, Kirby. It was the 70s, dude. You squared off. You took care of things. You didn't have to go to psychiatrists. <laughs> After you, school, you went out behind the schoolyard. The principal never heard about it, and the problems were solved right then and there. And I saw the problems, too. You didn't carry a grudge. dressing down. You didn't carry a grudge. You just took care of it amongst yourselves. But they didn't bother you again after that. They didn't come down on <laughs> my block. He didn't carry a grudge. How does he know if these kids carried a grudge or not? Well, if they did, they didn't bother him again, which I mean, is the hey, point. You're talking about two 13-year-olds that were trying to beat up a 10-year-old, and, and it turned, you know, backfired on them. Punks. The 10-year-old toughs. choked them out. <laughs> I mean, it was probably, you know, smack, 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 and it was over with. I mean, it wasn't like there was any blood or Pop nuts. broken bones. Oh, I'm sure there was a little discoloration of the eye. <laughs> But uh, <laughs> it was a little discoloration of the eye. But just I mean, think of it. This was done. a few years before Rocky came out. Dude, he didn't have the inspiration of Bob Bowler. I won't go into it. It's just Kirby wants us to have his eye cut. 
to continue fighting also because his vision was compromised. I did have my eye closed one time in a fight because so I looked away. What was his name? Which one? Uh, the older one. Tim? Timmy, yeah. Tim Sisk. Tim Sisk. Imagine if Tim Sisk shows up here today. I think like, you know like, what? No. I got a lot of Free charity match. to give. Hey. Is he After currently... I give these comforters. Yeah. Is he currently incarcerated? <laughs> I think he's probably doing three to life. Somebody <laughs> three wow. to life. Have yeah. life. And one, of the, and one of the most controversial sentences ever, it, three to life. Possession. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if he were in jail. But yeah. Rick was a little stob that just, he was along for the ride. Followed, you know, a little twerp. Little dog. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, Tim Sisk. That's a lot of, Timmy call, Sisk. A lot of calling out going on little right pervert. <laughs> Kirby, Say my name. Again, thank you. Coming up, John McLean will join us. We are live from Nissan Stadium. Toy Field 2020, where you can join us and drop off your unwrapped, uh, unwrapped gift or a, a toy. You can bring a gift for a senior. Or, or, or Bob, who called in, said you know he used one of the blankets that was donated. That's one of the many things. You can donate jackets, blankets, any uh, toiletry items. JT is here dropping off a gift from the Tinkle household as well. That's a uh, Minnie Mouse coloring pad, it looks like. How much you want to bet that JT is re-gifting that? That that was given to his daughter, and he just took it, and he acted like it's wrapped back up, and he yeah. just passed it right along. He's like Frank the Tank with the toaster. Thanks. Thanks. I love it. This, 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 this one? No, this, this exact one. This same model? No, this That's is exactly exact one. one. And there, more gifts are being delivered. At, walked in here uh, to Nissan Stadium and Toy Field as uh, things are being dropped off. They look uh, David Ewing in the house. Oh, nice. David is here. Yes. Yes. The Nashville I wish I knew. Welcome, sir, to Nissan Stadium. Show historian. That's right. Our, our show is our historian of record. We're going to go chat with David Ewing, and then we'll chat with John McClain. Midday on 80, delivered by Edley's Barbecue on 104.5 The Zone.